Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our favorite works of art are beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, and starting with this beer from our not real sponsors, but wish they would be, Finback Brewery. They wish it. This one is called Actual. It is a triple IPA brewed with some stuff. I don't remember which IPA. Which Probably hops. beer parts. Uh, beer is a constituent part in this beer. That's, for, that's definitely significant. It tells you the hops. I'm going to guess Denali, but I'm probably wrong. All right. Triple IPA dry hopped with Mosaic, 007 Citra, and the 2019 Pink Boots Blend. That's, that means nothing That's what it me. says. Oh, all right. Drink now. Well, okay. I follow directions. If it okay. says so. Cheers. That is awesome. I like it. A good breakfast beer. This is an excellent <laughs> beer. I mean, no, this is good. This is very good. Or any meal. I will say it is not my favorite of theirs of this style, but it is very good, and yeah. I like it, and I would drink it easily. I'm on four-pack number two or three at this point. So That I, is a lot. You know, I really like this. This is <laughs> this is very good. It's weirdly smooth. Yeah. It's almost disturbingly smooth. For a 10.1% alcohol Oh, my IPA. God. Is it? Jesus yeah, Christ. It feels like it's not very carbonated. I didn't shake the can. <laughs> But the strong, stronger beers tend to, the fizz dies a little faster. Oh. That could be part of it. Also, maybe just how we poured it. Could be. Uh, it is a great triple IPA, or really just strong Buttery. double IPA. Yeah, it's, it's also like a, a body to it. I feel like I'm drinking that stuff it you does. pour on popcorn. The fake butter. Dom yeah. Louise's sweat. Yes. Uh, so this is actual. Is he dead? Uh, I believe he's dead. Okay. He looks like he should be dead. He died of, uh, died of fat bastardness. Yeah. Acute fat bastardness. If he was sweating this, he probably should be dead. Okay, so actual there, though, the goldfinch, the title, is uh, refers to an actual painting from uh, the Dutch master Fabricius. Fabricius, yeah. Or probably said in Dutch, like, Fabrice. Yeah, Fabrice, which is his, he was also the inventor of Fabrice. Oh, well, that's a well, way more important legacy. Fabricius. <laughs> uh, so he was a pupil of Rembrandt's, who lived in, in the Dutch world. In Dutch. The Dutchland. In, 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 in the Dutchland. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's, a, that's Germany, so not there. Um, and he lived in Delft. Delft, yeah. Which is fun to say and not fun to do. And he... <laughs> Delfter. Uh, he was a painter. He was youngish, I don't know, 30s or something like he, that. I, I think died. he died in his 20s or 30s. Yeah, yeah he, he only has uh, like maybe a dozen... He only has a dozen paintings work. left. Yes, because he was in Delft where a munitions warehouse... The gunpowder magazine. Expl- which is... I mean, calling it like a, a munitions storehouse is a bit of a exaggerating because this is back when munitions were cannonballs and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and they gunpowder. They and put gunpowder. all the explosive powder in one big building. Yep. And then someone tried like, to hmm, light a fart I think on there's fire. there's a word for that. <laughs> I think it's called a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and it exploded and destroyed a quarter of the city. Including Fabricius. Yep. Him and, and most of his paintings. Yep. And, uh, and his student and the guy they were painting. Yep. And then there, there's another guy, Egbert something or other. Humperdinck? Egbert Humperdinck, <laughs> yes. <laughs> who, I forgot, they mentioned him in the, briefly in the, the museum scene, that he painted the, the de- devastation of this, and that was another thing. So in the beginning, th- our main character, Theo, is going to school with his mom. He's a high school He's student. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's going to get chewed out. He has a meeting at his preppy school. They call him smoking. And um, they stop in... Was it MoMA? I forget which museum they go to. It's probably the, the Met. Met. It's probably the Met. They stop in the, somewhere. Because he wasn't looking at a, like a ball of yarn covered in <laughs> cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I think of which when I think is, of MoMA. Which is a, a bold statement about you Industrialization. Know, Jewish identity. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever ridiculous shit that was there. Yeah, so there's, I, the Met makes sense. He's there with his mom, who is the best mom who's ever been. And she's really hot. 
She's a nice lady. She's just really sweet and nice. Loves art. And wanted to be an art professor, basically, but had to, you know, get a job. Yeah. Note millennials. And then <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get a PhD in art history and got a regular job working somewhere else to support her advertising. family. Advertising? Advertising. Yes. Advertising. Advertising. Making advertisements. Uh, so anyway, you stop there because there's a new Dutch master smoke up uh, exhibit <laughs> that you, <laughs> you can go see if you got five on it at the thing and she's all into it <laughs> and one of the uh one of the art paintings there is you know there's yeah, they talk about i head the rest of the episode now got five I'm on it just that line is the only one i know <laughs> <laughs> and i forgot the oh, there's a bunch of rembrandts there and they they also talk a lot about the um the autopsy yeah one you know uh, th- in some ways this was a very interesting section of the book because i don't know fuck all about art and when i go look at it i am bored out of my mind because I don't know anything. Yeah, you need the story and something like, to point oh, out what's see, cool about it. Like, oh, see, he does this with this thing, and he makes it with the he plays with the light, and looks this, see this person looking at you, and it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Rather than like painting, sixteen fifty seven. Yeah, I agree. Oil on canvas. Like, yeah, I can fucking tell that. Uh, I th- I um I agree. Like having the details of it and being told why this is a masterpiece is really helpful yeah. if you don't know shit yeah, about it. I don't. Yeah. the rest of it, they all, they all look exactly the same. To me. And especially today, there are very talented art students who could paint like that you know like yeah. they could not every single one i'm sure but there are people who study in practice like and hyper realism they could paint this photorealistic kind of stuff and i'm like wow that's a f- that's fucking amazing to me that you could do that but i don't how, look at how is that better than the guy who did it 400 years ago just he did it first i don't know i need but like the, there's all these little clues and details and shit that art art nerds will tell you about like in the, the anatomy lesson or whatever the hell it's called the guy's hand is when they're, um, they're dis- have you ever actually looked at the painting? I have, yes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Dutch master looking guys <laughs> standing around a cadaver. Smoking a jag. Um, and, yeah, totally. <laughs> Actually, they're probably not smoking a jag. Well, yeah, and they've they got this dead guy here, and he's like, listen, I don't want to be blunt, but we're going to cut him up. <laughs> so they got his, his hand is uh, flayed, and there's like the musculature, but they're looking at his left hand, but it's a, clearly a right hand. Like the thumb is on the wrong side, which is a weird Maybe mistake. He was a mutant. <laughs> That's why they killed him. That, that's why they had to dissect him. <laughs> well, I, I did a little reading into this, and apparently this, in the, at the time, in the Netherlands or the Dutch Empire, whatever the hell it was called at the time, they were only allowed to do uh, public dissections one time a year, and it had to be an executed criminal. And hmm. because this was such a rare thing, it was frequently painted as a form of photography, you know, record keeping of the time. Memorialized. People would paint it and Rembrandt did this. He actually did another one that's been largely destroyed over time where they have a guy like with his head cut open and another, another Dutch guy holding the, holding the top of his head and the guy's just poking around in his brain. Oh yeah. Science. Old uh, science. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like that whole section of the book, I agree was like, oh, this is fucking cool. I kind of like, I mean, the writing, all four say, pages, the writing of the book, like the right, the, the way, the writing itself, if the you language. ignore the plot, yeah, the language, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. It was, it's a beautiful sure, written it was, book. It was heavy in prose and feeling, but the, but the plot, oh. it, ooh, it, it was, yeah. just, it's just really drawn out, but we'll get to that because we haven't even made we haven't gotten chapter one oh, yeah. yet. So, we haven't yeah. gotten to plot yet. <laughs> so anyway, they're at the museum because they stopped the museum early because the parent meeting wasn't until noon or something like that. They wanted so just, what's just the best slip way in the museum to, you know, to not see. get in trouble is to ditch the morning anyway. Yeah. And uh, to make yeah. his mom, because he knows his mom really likes it, so they're like, oh, make, you know, because he knows about to get in trouble. So anyway, he uh, they're at the museum and then they're staring at, they're, they're right next to the anatomy lesson. This is, you know, a, uh, an... He and Theo and he's about was to get looking an around. Lesson himself, because he, <clears throat> he sees this girl and he's like, "Ooh, who's that girl with the red hair?" 
And her name was Pippa. Pippa. That's right. <laughs> Just like the pig. Someone showed Pippa. me a picture of a, a bag of cubed ham, and it's and they put over the like the manufacturer's information to assemble your own Pippa pig. <laughs> <laughs> A bag of cubed ham is pretty much the least appetizing thing I can think of. I, I don't know really. I think it's for like throwing in salads and stuff like that. Oh, but that makes sense. Like, do it yourself, Peppa Pig. It's like Mr. Potato Head, but Peppa Pig. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little lumpier. Anyway, so this girl, he's looking at this girl. She's got it going on. Really, really attractive. You know, they're both, what, like 12 or 13? Yeah. At this point? Are they like, he's, he's got to be like... You think he's 13? 13 or... Yeah. yeah he's in like... He's in, he's like he's eighth grade or ninth grade. Something, something like that. Yeah. I just realized I have a beer back at home that I could have brought for this, but it didn't. Anyway. Oh, well. Um, we'll drink it one day. <laughs> it had the word bomb in it. So he's looking at <laughs> Damn, it. dude. I know. What the fuck? I'm an idiot. Okay. Are we doing that joke again? We did that for the Irish folks. <laughs> we did. So anyway. Um, and she's at- with an old dude, and she's carrying her flute case, and he's like, oh, she's so interesting, and he's trying to eavesdrop on their conversation. He's like, I got to get into that and hold her hand. Yes, because his mom says, oh, I'm going to go look in the gift shop. And he goes, you want to come with me? And she's, he says, no. I've already found my gift. <laughs> he wants to look at the present girl. present this. <laughs> he wants to look at the girl. And then while his mom walks over to the gift shop, no. the whole fucking... Yeah, I think if he goes to the gift shop, she goes back to take a more peek at a painting. Not that it matters. But but one of those two. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, she's right. like, pick me up some uh, postcards. But anyway, he wanted to stay in the room longer to look at the girl. Not the paintings, the girl. Anyway, as he's waiting there, a bomb goes off. In yep. the building, like literally in the room, practically in the it's room really that like he's the, in. The guard is like running, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" And then, it, yeah, yeah, and it's, she it goes nuts. You find out shortly after that, it's like inside one of the like pedestals, like a plinth yeah, information was like or something smuggled like in by the something, yeah. and it, it's it, it's kind of glossed over because it really doesn't matter, not in mm-hmm. the slightest. And this is taking place in like two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. So this is not long after nine eleven, and so they just. This also not that important part of the plot. The bomb is is blamed on Al Qaeda or no? It's a, a bunch of right wing. Oh, right wing like like separatists. Yeah, something like that. It's like the, it's like the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Handmaid's except Tale. it doesn't work out for them. No. <laughs> so uh, the uh, so he's, he, he wakes, wakes up, up. Oh wow, Jinx! Show me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and in the it's rubble. He has no idea what's going on. Everything's cloudy like dust, and rubble. dust and 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 um. He's like in a daze. His head, you know, ears are ringing. Probably can't hear anything at all for the, the moment or two. Shit's all fucked up. And then he finds this old dude. He's like, the old, he's the old basically dude he's wake up, before. wakes up near this like old dude who's bleeding profusely, and he's just talking gibberish because he's dying. Yes, yeah, he's he got pouring blown up. out blood. And he's like, just hang out. He's like, okay, I'll hang out. And then he points at a thing and he's like, go get that thing. And Theo's still like all fucked up from the bomb going off near him, understandably. Mm-hmm. And it's the goldfinch. And he literally either doesn't take the painting off the wall, but he's like already it's, it's on already the ground. It's already off the wall. It's already off the wall. It's already on the ground. And the guy is like, take this. He's like, I take better with protect you. this. And he like puts it in his coat. And yeah. He just, Doesn't he get a ring from that guy or something too? He gives him, he gives him his ring too. So he can like give it to uh, his, he said, find, find Hobie or whatever the fuck, didn't he? I don't know if he said find Hobie. I think he, he just he said says find something him. Like, or, I, think, I, think, I don't think he said names. I think it was kind of like dreamy I and weird. I thought he was just a, find Hobie the only way the kid knows where the fuck I the think fuck he's No, because he shows the ring later to, uh, to the rich mom, and she notices like there's some insignia or some okay. shit. And That's there's a, a whole fucking... He gets a ring from the dude, like and then the dude dies. Scene. This is kind of a long scene, except everything, the whole book everything is long. Everything is a long scene. This is like the first 10% of the book, this part ends. And, and he, yeah. like, and so he, this is literally like, you know, uh, 
through an hour or longer that after the bomb goes off that he like has he's like in a daze and he's like holding this painting and then the guy that was talking to him like dies like literally right there and so he was the old guy with the yeah, girl he he happens so to he wants to hang out with this guy and, and he, find this chick and he can't find the girl but he also can't find his mom and he wanders around and he sees there are clearly dead people all over the place some of them have um like whatever you know fireman's jackets over them or, or uh, blankets or something they've first I mean, responders like wandering, have been there but they're not there it's very he's weird he's wandering through the museum and trying to get out but and so he manages to like find a back exit door he manages and, to just wander out past all the cops they're like hey just go for it kid not like what's up you're clearly and a what's child. that in your coat? <laughs> I don't ask him that. But so apparently the firemen have had to evacuate because there's a second bomb threat, or there there is a second bomb, and they're trying to defuse it. So the firemen aren't in there, and that's why there aren't any firemen in the room that he was in. And so he manages to basically get out, and he's like, "Oh, my mom always said our emergency plan is just to go back to the meet at home. Meet at home. This is, a, I mean, a little. They, he he did not have a cell phone. She did not have a cell phone. Yep. Something like that. And so they just just head back home." Just head back to the apartment. Some unreasonable plan. We'll meet back there. And so he's like covered in dust, and but he just like makes it through the police line. Nobody stops him because everybody's not watching for people coming out. They're trying to keep people from coming in. Yeah, the, he a cop yells at him, and, and, and while the cop is yelling at crowds of people, and it's you know choice choice police worker. He's like, "Do I have to shoot you, bro? Back up! <laughs> I'll, ch- I'll put you in a chokehold." <laughs> <laughs> like there, he's a, and then he's like, get the fuck out of here, kid. Like he yells at the kid, and he's like, "Okay, I'll go home." And uh, by the way, the painting is really small. The goldfish. yeah, it's like it's like it's, it's like, like a, a foot long. It's like a size of computer piece of computer paper, not much bigger than that. And it's on a piece of wood, so he could kind of you know just carry this little board around. So it's not like the cops are really going to notice it. It's not like he has this giant frame. No, no, no average cops could be like. Is that the 1654 painting, The Goldfinch, by Fabricius? Get that back into the museum, sir. That is a priceless and unique work of art from the Dutch Golden Age. They're like, there's a bomb. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And the whole city is shut down. Like, the mm-hmm. entrance, the bridges, tunnels, all that shit's closed. Is going to full-scale panic. And he wanders back to his apartment and hangs out look, waiting for his mom for, like, a on day and a half or something like upper that. Upper East Side. Yeah, I think they're on the upper, upper, so anyway, upper East, and the school's on the Upper West Side or something. And he, like, gets home, and he's like, oh, mom's not here. Huh. Oh, well, she, she'll be here soon. She just couldn't get out. Yeah. Couldn't have passed. She'll and be then fine. She'll be fine. And then he, like, sleeps eventually. And then... Probably has a concussion. And oh, for not, sure. Yeah. He should not go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, he wakes up again, and it's midnight, and she's still not there. He's like, huh, that's weird. And then in the middle of the night or the next day, he, like, calls the emergency... The, like, yeah, there's emergency like a contact number, that, like you know, police hotline, and he says, "Hey, do you, do you have uh, forgot her name? Yeah, remember. whatever. My mom, mom lady, <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Decker. <laughs> have you have you found her? And like, no, I have no information about her kid. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And hangs up. Yeah, and eventually it turns out that she is dead. They call up now. I put your dad on the phone, and we kind of skipped over this. They've already pointed out the dad is a grade A dirtbag. He, he already left he, he's them. He's he the family. An, he was an alcoholic, but he's left them yep. already like six months ago. And yeah. they've been fine with it. They're, They're like, like yeah, that, thank God great. he's gone. This guy sucks, dick. Yeah, and he's just vanished. No child support, nothing. So he's out of the picture. They don't even know where he is. So when the person's like, hey, I need to speak to your father. He's like, oh, he's uh, asleep. <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> he's been asleep. He's a taking time. a long poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> and then hangs up, you know. Yeah. And then they send social workers to the house. They realize this kid's on his own. He's freaked out. And they take him. And they're like, yeah, your mom's dead. 
Uh, spoiler. So if you <laughs> want, where could we take you? Where put you in family? a home. Yeah, they're putting. They're like, no, he doesn't want to go in a home. Luckily, all my friends are wildly rich. Yeah. His only grandparents. His only like grandparents are his father's ever. grandparents, or his father's parents, and, and they're trash. They're terrible, and he's only met them once anyway, yeah. and they seemed not interested in him at all. And the grandparents, when they're, they're finally like, contacted, oh, the grandparents are like, do. Oh, I don't know. I've got, got a other. cold for a week. Yeah, we can't, we can't take him in. No, Stub my toe not. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty horrific that that's their response. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, trash. Trash family. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, so then he just kind of spits out the name of a friend from school that he's not really close to anymore. Uh, was like, close to like past a year, year or two yeah. ago. But. And this kid is fucking loaded. And, yeah. and they have the it's whitest palatial. names ever. The yeah. fucking kids' names are so it's, obnoxious. It's, it's, it's like a wasp's nest. Yes. This is old money, old money family where the mom is just a like philanthropist, socialite. And that's yeah, all she her, does. Her is job the, is parties. Yeah. She's like, like, you can have all of the cucumber sandwiches you want, but don't touch the other canapes. <laughs> like, all they do is talk at, at a, a dinner about sailing yes. and how great sailing is. And the, yeah, the dad who, who had some sort of mental breakdown so he could only drink club soda. Oh, yeah. Bitch. He, uh, he uh, had difficulty and went to basically what is a sanitarium. Yeah. Or I don't know what they call it. He went to, he went to the bin. Yeah. <laughs> so he stays with Andy, Andy who has Barber. the least obnoxious name. And the other ones are Platt, Kitsy, and... And Toddy? And Andy is clearly, like, silly, slightly autistic. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just this. a big weeb. Big weeb. Mm, well, he's he has, he's like, on the spectrum, dude. He's, he's definitely on the spectrum. He has no social he does skills. does love anime and he's, Japanese chicks. Who doesn't go through that face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the family does take him in. The other kids, though, besides Andy, the other three or four. There's three. They yeah, one's in college, and he's him. a dick. Platt is, all... Platt is the old guy who's, like, in college and is basically a waste of space. Yeah, he's, and the other kid, the other kids the, are really young, and they're yeah, like, really whatever. young, they're but bratty. they're but they're jealous. They're like, when is he going to leave? When is Theo going to leave? And they're like, but this is like a six year old, you know. And this is a house with you know, it's not that they just have a cleaning lady who comes once a week. They have a full household health. staff. Help, help, not help. Um, or health. That's not a word. <laughs> they have a, you know several cooks, you know, and when and, and it won't, you know he tries to make himself useful at one point. It's like let me, I'll make my bed in the morning so they don't kick me out, and then. Just let, you know, Esmeralda, I forget the name, you know, yeah. let Lupe, she does it better. They're at the point where money is not a thing that they have to think about. No. They, they just, just exist. Yep. And uh, he stays with them for a while. He's with them for a long and time. And it's a fucking it's like long six or eight months. part of the book, and I yep. don't know why. Um, it be- was very long. Because, uh, but you know, so was every other part of the I book. I know, yeah. <laughs> That we, we, will, we will discuss that yeah. in depth. I guess we, could, we don't have to say it every time, but it's true. So, oh, but we will. And eventually the dad shows up. Oh, wait, hold oh, on. Is there something before, important there? Before Theo's dad shows up, uh, Theo goes to look for the guy, like, or like, oh, the yeah. friend of the guy, the, the guy that died. He in shows museum. the ring to the, shows the, ring the, to ring the mom. Gets, the yeah. mom's like, oh, I think I know who that is. So he eventually she just finds... knows all the antiques dealers in town. Yeah, exactly. So she's learned, a rich lady. I learned a lot about antiques reading this book, too. Yeah. Kind of a lot, yeah. Yeah. More than I care to know. They're mostly fake. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything's a lie. And you're saying they're not the actual thing? All right. So he finds the guy and he finds Hobie. Hobie. So Hobie and the, the other guy that died is the, he and Hobie are business partners. They run an antique the guy shop. Is Welty, His name is, is Welty. You're right. Name. They sound like an old timey vaudeville yeah. comedy troupe. Hobie and Welty. Welty. So. In Technicolor. <laughs> Welty like sells the antiques and then he was Hobie like the, uh, just repairs them. 
He's like a master. He, he's, he was the behind-the-scenes guy, and Walter yeah. was the salesman. Hobie is one of the last people, probably one of the last people in the world who knows how to both make and repair this, like, super expensive antique furniture. Like, he's and one of these, like, like a, he's an expert $11,000 chair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's later on in the book, he's, when uh, uh, Theo sells pieces, he's like, yeah, yeah, I sold that one for $200,000. Like, it's a fucking chest of drawers. Well, that that Paul Revere teabagged or something. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it, it's just really old shit. And he dipped Ho- his silver balls in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hobie knows how to just repair it. Like, oh, that chair there is a quarter million dollars. It's... Jefferson fucked a slave on it. <laughs> That's basically what they're crazy expensive Can't be worth that pieces. Much. There's got to be a lot of furniture like that. <laughs> but the, yeah, and Hobie, this is, and Hobie is uh, this bumbling kind of giant man. Yeah, who, very nice. And he's super and nice, like, and so he really likes uh, Theo a lot. But also, Hobie is taking care of Pippa, and Pippa was did live through the explosion, but, but was not well. Very badly, badly hurt. She got like a. Super traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And can no longer do most stuff. A lot of things. And she, this is she like... She never grows again. Yeah. I mean, she grows a little right. bit, but not much. She's a very tall, small person. She has like a... Her head is shaved and like a huge like row of staples in her skull from when they had to fix the brain. And she's all... just They just sit in the... He sees her there and they sit and she wants to like, what's on your iPod? Or like... I've been listening to a lot of Arvo part. (laughs) (laughs) She's all into music. Like I I thought that was going to be important. Like she's this flute prodigy. Well, she can't. She couldn't play anymore after the bomb. I thought. Is that what happened? Yeah, basically. Well, it comes years later. Yeah, years later when he when he find when he's like friends with Pippa again. Pippa's like, I wanted to be this world class flute player, but I just can't quite do it because of the traumatic brain injury. Like, I will just never quite have that level of excuse control. Excuse. She's like laying in bed trying to live. She's like, I'm not going to be a flute prodigy anymore. I can't even move my hands. Flautist. Yeah, but she's all into classical music for no real reason in the plot just, that matters just at all. Thing. It's just a detail. Yeah. And she he, just flutes it up. And he's all into her, even when she has no hair. Or she has like one weird tuft of hair they leave, like she's a, a fucking Teletubby. And she... <laughs> Um, he sits there in the dark. I think she kisses him or something at one of the. She like holds his hand, yeah. or like kisses him once. But you know, she just, she doesn't really know what she's doing because she's tripping balls on pain meds. And yeah, she, she has a traumatic brain injury. She has a, <laughs> a morphine lollipop. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds like a. It's a real thing. That sounds like an yeah, electronic they give to, yeah. to cancer patients, don't they? I, I feel like it would taste terrible. How many licks does it take to get to the center? You die if you get to the center. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a really. It's like a, it's like a tootsie pop, but at the center is just like a like gusher of just like here's all the morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep for two days. <laughs> um, so, but then she gets sent away too to yeah. live in Texas because she because now both of her parents are dead and sort of the uncle the go the guy that died was like an uncle was like that was taking uncle. care of her. But then her thing. only living relative is some aunt she's only met like once, and the aunt is like she's gonna live with me in Texas, and then sends but then instead sends her away to like a boarding school for crazy people and for for young like. Insane girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, either girls that have something wrong or are actually insane. Or just, you know, rich and have behavior issues. <laughs> right. So, he doesn't see her too much, but he befriends Hobie and starts to learn the fine art of uh, furniture Polishing forgery. that knob. It's <laughs> 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 working as wood. And, uh, so, anyway, he, at the same time, he has this painting that he's hiding Right. But it's been hiding back. It's literally just sitting like on a in his book dresser bag or, or in in a drawer back at his old apartment that he can't go to because he doesn't live there anymore. But it's like just it, it's just empty, just completely empty. Anyway, but he's so, living with those super fancy people, and fancy people 
are insufferable. Are fucking insufferable throughout yes. this whole Just book. All, I, I felt oh my God, a that's lot, lot of this book was rich people problems. Oh, yeah. Like a lot I mean, this kid had real book. problems. Oh, yeah, he did, for sure. Because, you know, his family was terrible. And, and, his, and his mom died, you know, was blown out. Tragically, but, yeah. But he also had real problems, too. But, but a lot of these are like, it's... I don't want to go to sailing camp again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, I'd say the solid 30% of the book was like rich people complaining about bullshit. This is Insufferable by Finback. Imperial Stout with coffee and vanilla. I think it's 12% alcohol. Are you trying to fucking kill me, Michael? I've had several four-packs of this. I've put a hurting on myself. I've been, in a, I've been emailing Eric, our, my contact at Finback. They just made a churro Imperial Stout. I want to drink that. I was like, <laughs> I, can I buy a keg of that? I don't even need to try it first. I will get that diabetes glass going. This smells like coffee, but doesn't taste as much like coffee, which is good. It's balanced out nicely, but it's, it's rich. It's, a really it's rich. This is a, this is a dense one. It's not one of their super sweet Imperial Stouts. Yeah, the ones that are dessert. Not the like. dessert one. This is not a dessert one, but it is very good. Yeah. It doesn't it's have... so... I want to say it tastes so, like, roasty and toasty, if you yeah. know what I mean. But it, does, but it doesn't have any of that burnt... Not, like, bitter. Yeah, you don't get that acrid really burnt would taste. Roasted but, flavor. Caramel. Caramelly. Not quite smoked, though. That's slightly different. This is, like, halfway in between Charred. smoked and burnt. Looks <laughs> well, like they got it just right. Yeah, they did. Mm. This beer Motherfuckers is, can make a beer. This strong. beer is not insufferable. It is strong, though. Though you might be while you're drinking it. The uh, the hangover, though, <laughs> might be insufferable. Might, that might be the voice of experience. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of insufferable, then, uh, Theo's dad shows up, finally. He yes. is also insufferable. He is Many, Pretty much almost every character in this book is insufferable in some way or another. I th- I mean, as I was reading, I thought Theo's dad is the anti-Atticus Finch. Oh he, yeah, he is actually, the absolute pretty worst, much the worst father, and he's probably racist. So he's just really. They didn't say he wasn't racist. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sure. Things, yeah. So his father shows up. Literally, he wants to clean out the apartment. So he's somehow and because he's, he's like, we're going to come move back with me to Las Vegas, where I live with Sandra. My, I think he would have preferred girlfriend. not taking the kid, just just basically selling off all the stuff in the apartment for money, yeah. and then leaving with his with Sandra, his weird lounge lizard gross yeah. bitch she's nasty she's like a she's really she is also she, trash she's like a las vegas who are she's like she's, all leathery she's and, desert people yeah <laughs> <laughs> one step away from the hills have eyes people <laughs> she's not quite that bad she's not a mutant but she's you know she did say like uh theo said like he, she's the first person i thought like old ladies can be hot eh, yeah when you're 13 you're not that smart <laughs> well you know she was a professional She's like a bartender. She was she was a waitress slash bartender on the, on the Vegas coke strip, de- coke dealer. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so they clean out. His father shows up and it's like, "Well, we're cleaning out the apartment, and then I'm taking you back with me to Las Vegas." Because by the way, that's where I've been for the last six months. Yeah, and I didn't tell Sorry, you, I but didn't that's tell where you. I've been. I've been pretty busy banging waitresses and gambling because he's also a gambling addict as well as yeah. an alcoholic and drug addict. Yep. And Theo's like, "I gotta hide this fucking painting." So he goes in and he. I forget how What's he... It's in a pillowcase, tra- I think. Yeah, no, that was already in a pillowcase. But he like packs it in a suitcase to take with him. He packs it in his backpack and then he realizes when he's scanning it through the x-ray machine, he's like, I hope they don't find that painting in that bag that I'm scanning. That and they don't. multi-million he, dollar painting He leaves it with the doorman for a few minutes, like a few days. And, and at first, like, when, they're, when, they're, when they're like Jermaine. unloading the apartment into the... Uh, 
you know, unloading the apartment and selling off everything, he leaves some stuff with in the back room with the doorman because they're all his friends. Like, oh, sorry, your mom got blown up, kid. Yeah, yeah. like an and, all nice Dominican guys. Yeah, and, like, and oh. at the same time, this whole time he knows he has this painting and he realizes that he's stolen it, and but he does the stupid kid thing and just tries to ignore it. Yep. Just like I, I'm not going to tell I'm anybody. In too deep now. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask anybody's for anybody's help. I'm not just going to say, oh, I'm just not just going to say sorry. Here you go. Which, I mean. This is like totally realistic for the way kids like deal with problems. Sure. So like that was like kind of good. <laughs> it was realistic. Though, just like oh, even though it was fucking to annoying to read because he was. just came back to it over and over and over again. What do I do? And he decides to just take the hide the painting and take it with him back to Las Vegas. Well, he's a thirteen year old boy, and so he's like, that's a fifteen pube problem. So I'll wait till later to figure it out. I'm not quite there. No. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's how I does. measure my issues. So. <laughs> After, after staying with the rich family for six months or eight months or something like that, now yeah. he has to move to Las Vegas. It's like a whole school year, basically. Yeah. The rest of the school year, Most he leaves in the summer. And he goes there, and they suck. And they live in a really... I, I, never, I didn't quite understand. They live understand. in a basically uninhabited housing development. Yeah. Yeah, where most of the houses are empty. But it was the ones live in the fucking desert. But it's a, you know, I'm sure out in... I have no idea what Las Vegas property values, but I bet it's really cheap... Oh, it's cheap. To live out there, and you could have what would be, in most parts of the country, a fucking mansion yeah, for dirt for cheap. not very 100%. much money. No one really wants to live. But you can't leave the mansion because you'll melt in the sun's rays. Outside of Vegas. Yeah. It's like, it's a vacation spot, or you go for a week, but like people that live there, it's, a weird it's not a lot of, people don't move there for fun. Yeah. I remember, uh, Patton Oswalt had this bit a long time ago about how much like Las Vegas sucks. I think it was Las Vegas. It might have been California. But either way, it applies. It, it's a demon cock. It's just... <laughs> Everything's awful. It's like the veneer of nice, but it's just just over it's a trashy. simmering layer of meth. It's just fucking <laughs> everything's gross. And then at one point, he's on the strip, and they're like, "Look, it's a real volcano. Like they've built a volcano in front of this place just because people will gamble there." Like it just seems pretty. Have you scummy. guys been to Vegas? I've not. I've not. I have. I had the opportunity. I mean, I was like drive. I did like a yeah. road trip, and I was like going all every famous place in the West. Did not go to Las Vegas because I don't fucking want to go. It is 100% exactly what you think it is. Just awful, over-the-top It is fun for like a few days after like, I can't believe that this exists. It's just a land of hedonism Mm. and vice. It's... It should not exist by natural laws because it's in the middle of the desert. They built everything so you can walk from casino to casino inside because if you go outside, you will die. (laughs) Where do they get all the water from? How do they the irrigate Hoover it? Dam. Is that what it is? Yep. It's all pumped in from somewhere. Yeah, Colorado River. Isn't that drying out? Yes, it is. <laughs> Probably the, because the, of Vegas. The Colorado River doesn't even make it to the sea anymore. Wow. It literally dries up somewhere. Somewhere in Mexico, like, it just, it just ends. Fucking Mexicans taking our water. <laughs> God damn it. I think technically we took their water that is te- <laughs> It's technically the other way around. Yeah. We've taken all their water. So we could build a pyramid in the desert and yeah. people drink uh, and this is a thing that you could get a gallon margarita <laughs> <laughs> is that, have you gotten one of those they ran out of the special cup oh so man so I got a smaller margarita the half gallon I wasn't gonna get <laughs> I, like I wasn't gonna pass up the opportunity to get like it was like it was like in a pyramid you could drink a pyramid of margarita like I want that or a pina colada whatever the fuck it was get drunk like a pharaoh yeah it was like I mean I'm not gonna not get the pyramid and it was uh, yeah everything is <laughs> I mean, you know, everything they say, there's no clocks inside. There's no windows. There's no window. You can't tell what time everything it is. Everything is 24 know. hours. And, I, I, you know, they, they have weird shit there. It's isn't, fun, but... Isn't food and drink pretty cheap? 
Because they want you to just gamble instead? Yeah. Like, you don't think generally, about spending the money on that? Generally, it is cheaper than well, you expect. Because if you had to go out to a restaurant to get food, you would stop gambling. They, they so. do everything they can to keep you in the casino. I went to a, I went to a roller coaster they built around a casino called the, the New York thing. <laughs> and it was just like a shitty roller coaster. And it really hurt, hurt my body. Nice. Well, I'll, Vegas I'll be sure is, to head right Vegas out there. Vegas is a weird place. I mean, it's worth going once in your life for like two days. It's like, okay, I've done that. I never need to do this again. Right. Well, that's where Theo goes for about two years. But he lives... Yeah. Not even on the strip. The Vegas burbs. Yeah. Just like the parts outside of Vegas. He says in the thing, like, they never really even go to the strip. And he hangs out there and he meets Boris. Meets Boris. So anyway. The other cool kid in school. He doesn't really like the kids in school and he doesn't try hard at all, but he's still way smarter than everybody there. So he's come from like the the Wasp Central to like just not trailer trash, but desert trash people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't even have trailers. Oh my God. (laughs) And also, I think there was something where. Um, there's a conversation Andy had with him too where it's like I think something like where the birthday's full like you can go into a different grade and like he's oh like, yeah because yeah. he had skipped a grade when he was younger yeah so it's like hey just do three years work really really hard and go to college and get the fuck out of there is basically what he was told to do yeah. Yeah. and then he does none but he of does that. not he's not instead he meets Boris and Boris is uh, Russian but he's also Ukrainian he's also because his father works for an oil company they moved around a lot in their life he's, he's also Australian boy. lived in Australia for a while Indonesia and his father is like a horrible... His, Boris's father is a horrible alcoholic that beats him. But um, So Boris mostly tries to avoid his father. Boris and Theo pretty much just do a lot of drugs. They just do drugs yeah. and pretty much drink two years. for... Is it two years? That was only it, a year. It, it's, it's like a, a year, year or two. Or two. Yeah, it's a, it it's too much. long. This is the longest section, I feel, in the book. It had really Whereas the no longest, merit. The longest but most not useful in terms of... No. Because it was just like... like it was Didn't important the for the plot that he makes friends with Boris and that they feel very close. They said Boris other is his that, only friend. But other yeah. than that, it's just not that important. And there's so much bullshit in here, you know, just fat that could have been trimmed. Like, and then Boris had a girlfriend, and her name was like something. Some did something bitch. like, but it was like an anime kind of name. And she had an eating Why disorder. Like, yeah. And, and that was weird. And then Boris painted his nails black. And then we did that. And I felt betrayed. Like, yeah, that's all true. And I definitely remember being in high school and when my, you know, I didn't have a girlfriend and my friends is like, you bastard, don't leave me for vagina. And then, <laughs> like, I totally understand that that's a real part of, of but there was, stupid there childhood was, there thinking. was like a thousand pages before Boris got the girlfriend of just them. Just also, they totally like not bang each other one day when they're drunk. They, they like rub each other's dicks or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're doing something like is that. that wrong? They never, I mean, something, nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, that's how we, they just kind of, every episode, we just mush our peens together. Like them, you know, they, they, go, they, just kinda, they just kind of slipped it in there and just like, Oh, that was okay. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, so in Russia, you always do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just do drugs. And then, you know, we're going to skip around. And most then, of so, like, his, his father, who's he's basically, he thinks he's better because he's not drinking anymore. He's, he's not drinking, only drinking Coronas, but he's it, only drinking and some only stuff. taking a ton of Valium. And I, I wasn't clear to me because I was reading pretty fast. Is his father making a career gambling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's what he's doing, right? Making yep. his, mm-hmm. He's making his uh, money. Solely through gambling. Also, it becomes clear at this point that the father's been banging the Sandra girl woman. There was a large overlap, much longer yeah. than he's mm-hmm. been left the family. And there was a thing like earrings that he, the mother's like, "You stole my she earrings." Was, she and, was wearing the it. earrings that his mother had lost. Yeah, they find they find them right before uh, right before and he they leaves. had a big fight about, and it's one of the reasons why his father and left. Like, How dare yeah. you accuse me of stealing from me? What is it? You're sick. But he, of course, did because he's a degenerate piece of trash and who he, was on two episodes of Law and Order or something. And yeah, he's a, he's a, he was he's a, a failed, failed actor. actor. 
but now he just does the money gambling. And it turns out he's in massive debt with some bookie. Well, not at first. At first, he's like making a ton of money and then like and blowing handing, it all on coke and fancy handing dinners. Handing Theo hundred dollar bills. Like here you go, kid. That's because he's on a shitload of Valium. Yeah, <laughs> but then. It's clear that he is now in huge debt he owes because like fifty thousand dollars. Some guy so. like literally comes to the house and is like, "Is your father home?" He was like a Jewish mobster. Yeah, mm-hmm. dressed as a in Texan. Las Vegas. Yeah, it was very strange. A Mister Silverberg. Yeah, <laughs> something like and that. And he has like a large, Greenberg. threatening Soviet with a baseball bat with him. Yeah, the first time it's just the guy, and then he's like, "Oh, you're such a nice kid." You know, he does the, the nice guy mobster routine. Yeah. And then uh, eventually... It would be a shame if something happened to you. Like, that's nice of him to say. It's like, your father's in five <laughs> points to me. Uh, what does that mean? You don't want to know, kid. Like, he's that, yep. you know, that lovable gangster character. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was... I think it's five points for $50,000. $50,000. Is that what it is? I know... It wasn't po- five. You're not going to beat a guy to death for five. But at one point, he's like, he's not making the vig. And then... Which oh, yeah. is like the... The vig. It's like you're basically what, what credit card companies charge <laughs> you monthly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're such a nice kid. So basically, when the father, when the oh, when the when the yeah, mobster is like, mobster is like, we definitely need to see your father. Your father was supposed to see me this afternoon, but he didn't show. Where is he? I don't know. I waited around with my dick in my hands, which is circumcised because I'm Jewish, <laughs> for an hour and a half. I got things to do. Like the guy. Yeah. But I like you, kid. Like he just kept saying that. Like, is this guy going to be important? No, he's no, not. No. Well, a little. It's, oh no, he's not important. But anyway, but, so oh, you find out the dad tried. He had one last ditch effort to get the money. Yeah. For first, he tells the kid, earlier on it's kind of throwaway thing like hey, you should open a checking account or a savings account. Oh, I'll do yeah. that for you. Just give me your social security number. I'll do it for. You. And then so later the, on, so Theo has a college fund that his mom set up, and uh, basically uh, the father tells Theo call the lawyer because some like rich lawyer that had befriended befriended his mother was sort of like managing this like managing his uh, stuff for him, but he's like never really talked to him ever. Maybe the maybe he one time. So he calls the lawyer, and you know, with the father like listening on the other line, it's like. Tell him you need sixty three thousand five hundred. It's, it's sixty five grand. So, but first, it's like I need to open. I want to open a restaurant. He's like, that's awesome, Dad. That's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah, you can't believe the taxes. I need the sixty five grand right now. It's like, oh well, if I, I you, we need to pay taxes before you open the restaurant. That's weird. He's all the you know, goddamn liberals and their fees. <laughs> I don't said. Yeah. But then, then he beats. He like punches the kid in the face. Like, yeah. Get me Just that fucking money. It. Just call the guy. Get the money. So he calls him, and but the lawyer. We find out later. He, he realizes that is a very specific amount of money. Something is not right here. So we, so the lawyer just says, no, I, no, I cannot I give you that it. money. I right. just, to, just can't give you that money right now. It can only go directly to a private school that you are going to. Yeah. yeah. Can't give it to and, you. And then your dad just shouts into a, the, the ether. <laughs> just, and he just weeps. Yeah. Because he knows he's going to get beaten to death and the next, And then literally the next day. Yeah. Then he kills himself. Uh, next day, he, I mean, he, he basically killed himself. He took a ton of he, he drank a shitload, shit got in the car, and then drove into a tractor trailer. Straight head on into a tractor trailer on the highway. And so, and then the, the Theo's like, "I gotta fucking go because the social services are going to people are going to take me." And Boris is like, "Let's run away." And he's like, "Yeah, let's run away." And, and Theo's Boris like, is like "I'm run. not actually going to do that. Never mind." Yeah, and, but, but first but they, Theo, they but, but, but Boris is like, "I'll run away with you, but not right this second because uh, Theo wants to go lady. right then." <laughs> Boris wants to wait like a day or two, and Theo was like, "No." So Theo packs all his stuff, steals. Zandra is like passed out cold because she's, she's you know drugged taking out. too much Valium. Uh, and Theo like steals everything from her. Steals her dog. Steals all her <laughs> drugs too. Was it Poppy? Steals her dog. Puppy. Yeah, Popper. I like to think of him as Popper because it's a little dog that Theo no, feels like drugs you do if you're uh, gay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? You know Poppers? No. 
It's um some not gay ladies. It's something you something you sniff and it makes your butthole a little looser. Oh my god, you're making this up. Look it up right now. I don't. I'm, a, I'm so. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of government list I'm going to end up for that. It's, it's not, it's not even it. like a. It's not even like a drug you buy like like illegally. I can't it's, believe it's it. like it's like a thing to do something else. But if you sniff it, it like makes it's it a little, made by Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, it's a, it's it not illegal. It's right over the counter. It's for, it's for using your Johnson. <laughs> but the dog is. Popper or whatever. Like Theo S- like takes the dog aspirin. too because he feels feels the dog is neglected and not really being taken care of. So well, he, he just shits all over the rug all the pat, time. He literally takes the dog. Uh, Bottles too loose. Yeah, t- packs everything. Takes the dog. puts the puts the painting in his in his like suitcase. He thinks mm. and then gets buys a bus ticket, a train ticket, or a he bus ticket to New York. He takes it on a forty seven day bus journey to New York by way of yeah. Indiana or some or Illinois. Yeah. That the bus driver like there's a like the Greyhound. Like it's, yeah. it's just. Takes forever, you know. It takes days. And at the end of his long trip, he stumbles back through, and he ends up at Hobie's place, and he goes to sleep. And in the morning, he's like, "Man, you need some food." And at that point, Hobie is a real breakfast hero. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have something for that. (laughs) I got it everywhere. (laughs) This is a repeat beverage for us, I believe. Uh, This is breakfast hero from. Trim Tab Brewing in Birmingham, Alabama. It is a imperial breakfast donut style with donut, uh, maple syrup, and coffee. With donut? Yeah, and with donuts added from um, like breakfast hero donuts. Our friends donuts at or Hero Donuts. Oh, hero Donuts is what they're called, yeah. Have we had this before? We did. I think we it was did, for yeah. Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it 8.5% or 8.8? Something like that. So it's 8.5% alcohol, 35 eboos, and 37 SRM, which I believe is the measurement of how dark um, the, the beer is, the color of it. It is a nice stout. It is sweet, but not overly What does it smell like to you? Breakfast? It, it smells like some sort of, not donuts, but it smells like a, like a sweet kind of breakfast thing. But it's not sweet enough. No, the taste is not very sweet. Because it's not as sweet as those super, super dessert well, stouts. Like donuts themselves are not very, like you put frosting and candy all over them. But like the, so, okay, but the dough right. nut itself is just, it's just bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just cake. Lightly fried cake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how nice it's fried cake for breakfast. Welcome to America, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's gonna how you're gonna get a donut flavor in the beer. But I've seen a bunch of we've I think we've had some other ones too that have donut in there. It just kind of adds sweetness yeah, if just, anything. You know, bread, bready. Um, yeah, that's cool. It's fine. It's I like it. Not as good as the other one, but unfortunately, it's still okay. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but Trim Tab, cool brewery, had some nice stuff there, and it provided a good connection that I laughed at when I saw it. <laughs> So then he stays at Hobie for the rest of the rest of high school. He takes he takes some specialized high school exam. Oh wait, shit! We have a beer for that. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. So anyway, so he goes back to high school and back in New York. And anyway, Peppa is not living there. Pippa, it's Pippa, not Peppa. Sorry, (laughs) Pippa's not living there. So anyway, he's living with Hobie. Hobie basically like takes him in, and because of that money, because of the 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 school fund that he wasn't able to tap later, he actually uses it to go to some school. He goes to like an early college school. So. This is the part of the book that skips ahead eight years. So he comes back with Hobie, and he lives with Hobie for a little while, and then it's like part three, eight years later. Well, but it doesn't skip that fast. You've got to read 78 pages, though, of him living with Hobie. That's true. And learning how to deal with wood. And uh, him studying, him realizing, oh, man, I was a total delinquent in um, Las Vegas. I didn't take my education seriously. And then he continues not to when he gets back. But then he goes to... He goes yeah, to the early his, college school, and they're like, you're really not, uh, you're not applying living up to all. your potential. Yeah. You're not really 
all Taking advantage of all these choices. So disappointed in him. And he takes a lot of tests, and tests involve scantrons. Um, yep. He specifically goes to the school there, so, and, and he's like, I understand why people work their ass off to get to these early college programs. You don't have to take the SATs. You don't have to take the but, state tests. So but he gets in to the school. The school lets him in special because, because he's the, the boy got who, blown up. Well, he's the boy who lived. Yeah, yeah, really. He's the boy who lived through the explosion. Everybody knows who he is. His, yeah, his he mom died. He doesn't have a lightning scar on his forehead, but... <laughs> anyway, this is from Stoneface Brewing. Stoneface Brewing and some brewing company. Some? It fucking says some brewing uh, company. Oh, wow. That's like the title of all the Friends episodes, like the one with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Who made this? Uh, some brewing company. It's a Brute IPL. Uh, this is a, yeah, what the fuck is it? I don't know. It says uh, Scantron Brute IPL. IPL. Uh, IPL. Okay. Uh, so it's this is 5.9% alcohol, 45 IBUs. Anyway, I picked this up when I was in Maine. Because I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Brewing can by Stum Brewing Company one, uh, in York, Maine. I was in, not York, Maine. I was in a gunquit, but that's the town next door, and it's where I bought this. And I was like, Scantron. That'll, oh, we've got, oh, that's what it's called. They're all named after the native tribes up there. Oh, uh, Millie Wilkay. I was in Portland okay. recently. Portland, Maine is awesome. If you've been there. I have been there. Like there are like 10 breweries walking distance from each other. And it's not a big place, so that's a shitload of breweries did per you, capita. Did you go to Lone Pine? I did. I did. Lone Pine is one brewery, and literally the same like structure around the corner is another brewery called uh, um, Goodwire or something. Basically, like that. Portland has become Brooklyn, but there's more space, so yeah. you can do cool stuff, and it's not. But it is uh, very expensive to live there now. Is that right? The rents are not. Is it too damn it's high? It's not cheaper. It's cheaper than Brooklyn, but it is uh, probably too expensive for what people in Maine were used to. Mm. Well, there's a, there are breweries all over, and it was either a brewery every other block, or a meadery, or a gin distillery. They, had, they have a lot of distilleries up there, too. It's really uh, weird. It might have to do with the way the laws work. They have a lot of, they, they have a lot you, of uh, vodka distilleries up there. Hmm. Uh, made with real lobster. And, uh, yeah. and that, and a lot of poutine. Had a lot of that. It was great. Makes sense. Close yeah. to Quebec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they know. I, uh, when I was in, in college... Um, I had a professor who had been a school teacher in Maine for like 30 years, an elementary school teacher. And she was telling us about how, oh, well, back, I don't know what the context of the story was at this point anymore, but oh, there we, had, we had to deal with the ESL kids. And you're like, well, it's they had fucking kids from Honduras and Maine. Like, no, they were, they only spoke French, <laughs> fucking Quebecois French or whatever it is. Yeah. And you'd have half a classroom because she was in, I guess, close to the border of rural Maine. That, so there's a huge influence yeah, I have, of that. I have a cousin that lives like well, up along the border, like in the middle of nowhere. Pierre, Jacques. no, he's on the he's on the America side. Oh, okay. <laughs> this beer is fine. It's a brewed IPA, but IPL. It's an IPL. What's well, an IPL? It is it's very lagered, not, not sweet. Ale. It is very dry. This beer tastes like beer. I don't like brewed IPAs. Is, I hope this goes away. It is. I really like those like Finback IPAs that are like sweeter and not super bitter. This is very bitter. Oh yeah. well, just like taking a fucking standardized test <laughs> kind of sucks. I'd give it a, I'd give it a straight one thousand on the SATs. <laughs> so it's that's that's the average. Yeah, exactly. So then it skips ahead eight years. Skips ahead eight years. Almost halfway through the book at that point. Oh my god! Yeah, and then it gets really <laughs> fucking dumb. It does. All right. So we'll go through this next part of the book. But fast, because we only have one more beer. <laughs> so okay, Theo has put the painting into storage, into like literally puts it in like a duffel bag and like rents a, in with a cash, storage unit. rents a storage unit. Pays for it three years at there. a time. He just pays for it in cash. He's making, he has some money, both from this fund and 
He starts he's also like he's he selling partners. Drugs? Oh, he becomes he's partners. Not selling drugs. He is buying copious amounts because of drugs. Because he is very much addicted to all the the painkillers. He's killed out. They all the run time. out, and then he's like, doing heroin. One of the things they he took when he left his father's home in Vegas. He found it was like a you know a Coke can that's not really a Coca Cola can it's it's like a fake little safe thing that you can get and inside he finds those earrings that his mom had said were missing he finds like thirteen hundred bucks and a bag of pills and, and he's he like I better them. shovel those pills into my body well he he splits them with Boris but then yeah. he takes the rest of them with him and then he was like oh and those blue ones oh my god I don't, I don't remember they're like color cancer they were, drugs but... that he was taking recreationally yeah. like those the pills they give to people who are dying aren't we all. Just they're dying faster way than others. Fa- they're dying way faster. <laughs> right. So he's, faster, yeah. he's a serious addict, even though he kind of denies it. And then later on, it's like, and it was been months since I did any drugs. So I don't know. No, so he, he works hard. He eventually works hard to get off the drugs, although he never quite does it entirely. But he takes the... He takes less drugs. He starts to take less. And then there's a long passage where he describes trying to kick the habit. And then he and going failing. through withdrawal <laughs> symptoms and oh, having, like, vision talking vision. about just how awful it is. It's he, like... It's not just the like physical symptoms. It's Crippling like the, depression. the worst, most awful depression you've ever felt. That's the way he described it. And he's like, people told me about it. And I didn't even believe them. It was the worst. Anyway, so that's like a big part of the book. Eventually, so he becomes business partners with Hobie. So Theo decides to do the sales part. He's like selling the furniture because Hobie is hopelessly in debt because he can't run a business by himself because he's an idiot. He only does the woodworking part. Uh, I just make chair. And Theo is also, he is, <laughs> one of the things he's done is he's become like a really good salesman, almost like con man level yeah. salesman. He can and read then people. He can read people. And when somebody comes into the shop and thinks one of the pieces is 100% authentic, when actually it isn't, because Hobie's done all these repairs on it and blah, blah, blah. It's not absolutely 100% mint condition because that would make things worth a lot more. When something's been repaired, when something's been repaired, something's had, it's, had a, it's had a leg replaced or anything like that. It's just not worth as much anymore. But Hobie is good at making it look authentic. But Hobie doesn't realize that Theo is fooling people. When somebody comes in and thinks, oh my God, this is a... It's like rich dumbasses who have too much money and they don't care very much. He's he been selling it to them. He, he's been selling it to them at what would be the price that a 100% authentic piece would go for. And he's really good at it. He's really good at kind of conning these people who have, you know, it's more like, money than sense. You put it in the back and, like, put some, like, a, a blanket half over it, live a little dusty, and they're like, oh, they think they're getting a good deal by something. Like, oh, I don't know, I think that's pretty cool, but it, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, he knows how to f- f- fool them. I, thought, I found that very interesting, that part. It basically, it, it said, you know, that the antiques market is full of liars and con artists. I think Which any, it probably is. I would think any weird collectible thing like that is, you know, where people 100%. are buying old shit that you really have to know a lot, but it's also like a prestige item to own it. Because that's the thing. You know, people just, have more money than they know what to do with. Right. So, so like, like, let me I better buy, buy a, a $2,000, a $20,000 accent chair. Or some yeah. of these go over like a, a quarter million dollars yeah. for a whole like dining set. Yeah. It's nuts. Because they were made by... I don't know. Fucking Old they're, like, they're like 18th century <laughs> masters, you know, that's like where it came from. Anyway, so it's, it's all, it, it reminded me very much of, um, antique Rocho or sit show. Yeah. I feel like I'm in like, my grandpappy had this chair. Like, well, that chair is, uh, that was made by, uh, Anton von Duschenberg in, uh, <laughs> 1802. And it's worth $130,000. Like, oh, oh boy. Okay. That's a good chair. <laughs> yeah. I used to put my socks on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that, that reminded me of that, uh, part though. Again, I didn't need to know that for the plot. This goes on and on. Well, one thing that he does happen, guy, yeah. kind of, is that 
one guy that he sold a bunch of stuff to realizes it's fake, realizes it's fake and is like threatening Theo to like, um, you know, I'm going to go public, expose you. And then that would absolutely be terrible because then any other person that bought stuff from Theo would know, oh, I should get this looked at. And then the, everyone will know that it's fake. So he's like threatening him. And meanwhile, that guy was a criminal who did it basically because that guy has guessed that Theo has the goldfinch. That yeah, Theo has the, the painting. Through magic means, basically. Yeah, he really puts well, it together. He, he does, because he was like, you're the boy who lived. There's one painting that they has found, never in, in been accounted for. In the ensuing years, they found all the other stuff or found out what was destroyed, and that was the only one they haven't found. And, and they've never found a, even a chunk of it, never even a piece of it. So some people have speculated that it was stolen and well, that they, it wasn't they, destroyed. They did find there were people in the Bronx, like an EMT guy had taken three Rembrandts or so. He took a Rembrandt and like two yeah, shitty ones. Be, they tried to sell them, and then they got discovered. They, and they're instant sentenced to fucking 15 years in prison and half a million dollars in fines. Yeah. And Theo's like, well, now I definitely can't tell anybody. Yeah, but this guy is try- really trying to threaten Theo, like, you have the painting. Let me buy it from you. Yeah. Or give it to me or, or something He's, like I'll that. I'll buy it for half a million dollars, just my bad, he says, which is, you know, life-changing amount of money. Concurrently, in addition to all these, uh, you know, art dealings, uh, he meets up with Platt, who tells him Andy's dead. So, so he these drowned. are. Wait, hold on. So he meets, <laughs> basically meets back up with the super rich family that took him in. Yeah, he right runs after into Platt on died. the street. Runs him, runs him on the street, and Platt, who, his, his, this was the oldest the one, douche who brother, fucking bully asshole. Yeah, he would, basically sees him on the street. It's like, oh my god, terrible. oh my god, Theo. Let, let, oh my god, I'm so glad to see you here. Let's go to the bar and let me like tell you about what's happened. Let's to my have family. eleven drinks. And <laughs> Platt tells him that the family, which was, you know, here's what happened. So the father and Andy, the kid that was the same age as Theo that they were friends with, who hated sailing, they died in a sailing accident. Because his father was basically manic depressive and was Mm -hmm. like, let's go sail out into this storm. And they're like, it's not that bad a storm. And then they both died. Then they both died. And And the kid was sucked at sailing, too. He was not good at it. He hated it. He sucked at sailing. He just liked anime. And the father was... Okay, I do not get that reference, but no, he, he did. He liked anime. That was all the time. They, at one and point, he was engaged to that Japanese chick because yeah. he liked anime so much. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and it's just a throw. And then the mother says something like, "It's true what they say about the Japanese. Like they, they're very. I forgot. Like they're very hard they're to very read. Stoic. Or there's something. Like, yeah, I think stoic was the word. So she, she didn't she like weep enough steps at the behind funeral. him. So the the father and the brother they die. She disemboweled herself when he died. And then uh, the mother has then like totally gone to pieces. She she's now a reckless. Leave, she doesn't leave the room. Yeah, she doesn't leave the. Yeah, she's she's, she's now stuck a com- shut in. Complete reckless. Like, oh, my mother would really like to see you again. So you should come. You should come see my mother and say hello to her and the. Say and hi then, to Kitsy and Todd, Toddy, and 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 then the but but the mom was never affectionate to him or like you know. She treated him like a rich lady has like a cocker spaniel. Yeah, well, she treated him like she treats her other kids, actually, sort of, you know. Yeah, she um, was a distant mother. But now she's all like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it's she. Like, I mean, maybe how much you meant to us. Song. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how true that part was, if she meant it or she's just like in the and throes of sometimes depression. Sometimes people, like, people like that just don't And, and it sort of like themselves. turns out, okay. even though it's been like 10 years, 12 years, the whole family was like obsessed with Theo the whole time. Because like, the father well, and the brother were, were like, oh, I miss him so much. And he, he was Platt the only one of us who was, was like, normal. Yeah. Was, Platt was the, the, the older douchebag kid. was like, oh, no. That was like, oh, I heard thought about you a lot. And then the younger sister, he ends up dating because his... He's engaged. Yeah. End up dating and they end up dating. They end up engaged. And she's uh, really dumb. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's terrible the whole time. And he's engaged to her, but he's clearly, because he, you're narrating from his point of view, he's still in love with Pippa. Yeah. Who's found some British fuck yeah. to like yeah, bang in that guy. Yeah. And then in California with, um, with his British dude. Yeah. But he's engaged to Kitsy, who is uh, just a fucking sh- rich like girl. A, a puddle of a human being. She's so shallow. Yeah. Just is like, hi, let's have a big wedding. Tee my picking mother a, would love it. Picking a china set's really important for a couple. Like she's going through the motions of being a rich waspy person. But in is the meantime, at least. she's banging someone else. Tom Cable. He's laying cable. The guy, <laughs> the guy who originally got like Theo in trouble. He got, he got Theo in trouble. He was the one smoking. Oh, Theo yeah, wasn't yeah, smoking, yeah. and that was why he was going to the principal's office that morning with his mom. So Tom Cable indirectly killed his mother, and now is banging his woman. And he also he doesn't really care because he doesn't give a shit about Kitsy. Yeah, he's like oh, fucking good, get rid of that. But then Kitsy's like, yeah, I, I'm she's like, we're not married. Doesn't count. Like I feel like it kind of counts, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also she's like, listen, the, she's thinking very much like a aristocratic victorian yeah you know listen it's the marriage matters child by him yeah exactly (laughs) this is good for the family and this will look good in public and and that's what's right to do and so what if i you you think i don't know about tom know about all your shit you're like clearly a fucking full-blown drug addict it's like ooh, i thought i hid that better like Mm. no dude (laughs) no 100 percent no and i've heard (laughs) from some of the other skanks who are banging he's like i didn't think i didn't ever told anyone about that girl And they were, they were like, I think they were before Kitsy even. Uh, yeah, they, they, were. they were. He wasn't cheating yeah. on her, but she's yeah. like, everyone told me, like, you look were a hot him. mess. He's a drug addict. I was like, uh, but he's nice and I can bang the cable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is like the night of their what, engagement, engagement party. party and then big to do. night of their engagement party and Boris shows up. No, he, well, he, he runs, runs into, into Boris him before. Oh, right, just before. Right, yeah. He, but Boris like two like, days before. Boris un- unfolds the saga of his life vaguely. He's basically become a criminal but won't say it. He's some sort criminal, of smuggler. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I live in Poland Mastermind. sometimes. I live in here sometimes. I have a sure. hot Swiss or Swedish yeah, model wife and like 11 kids or two kids. I have had twins. Twins, yeah. can you believe it? I did not drown them. But he just, you know, is <laughs> friends with every Soviet in New York yeah. and Ukraine. He said, by the way, I stole a painting when you were a kid. like, by the way, I didn't want you to be too worried. I figured out where that painting is, and we're going to get back. What do you mean? You, I still have it. It's in a fucking uh, storage unit on, in, on 148th Street. Or whatever the hell. <laughs> and uh, Boris is like, no, I have it, or I had it. You don't it's re- gone now, but I had it for years. And he's like, you don't remember this? And it, what do you mean? Oh, you're like my father. You get so drunk, you pass out. That time we rubbed dicks, and then uh, I yeah. took your painting. And I took it, and you, you showed he it to said, me. said, you're the only boy I've ever been with. <laughs> He said, <laughs> he said that line. Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, whoa. And then they, they glossed over it once again. Yeah, well, he's doing the narrating. I guess he's an unreliable narrator in some well, respects. He's a, he's a druggie. He's a drug addict. With PTSD and mm-hmm. so anyway, bad life decisions. Bora, it turns out, Theo, because he never looked at the painting, because he had it wrapped up, he had it like covered Bundled in, news, in newspaper newsprint, and, and then he's had it in storage for years, and he never looked you know, at it. You know how curators store paintings. He did not realize the thing in there was actually just a cardboard box. No, it was his, uh, one of his school textbooks. A school textbook. It's a <laughs> civics textbook. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a civics textbook. Um, and really, Boris has like built this criminal empire based on the value of the painting. They and use it like as like a... Leverage or collateral yeah. or something like Basically that. Basically like the, those guys in The Godfather who are professional hostages. The Bon... Oh, I forget <laughs> yeah. remember their name. Bon... bon oh, Chichios? Bon... Bon... Cho- bon... Chi- bon... Bon... Chuchichos. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Go listen to our Godfather episode. We talk <laughs> yeah. about them at length. So, and and he was like, what? You have the painting? Oh, my God. And he's been like, so 
worried about it for years and years and years. And that, well, the guy that's trying to extort it for the painting, it was in the news, the painting, that it had been seen at some sort of drug deal gone wrong, and the FBI didn't, they're like, well, it's not our job to fucking collect paintings. We're trying to stop drug Theo's dealers. Was like, that must be a fake, because I've got the real yeah, one. Yeah, oh my God, he puts it together. That fucking guy's been waving that painting around for in some sort of strange yeah. criminal math I don't understand. But Boris has lost the painting. It was actually stolen in one of those deals. It was actually <laughs> stolen. Boren, Boris has lost it. And so the night of Theo's engagement party, Boris shows up in his like, black trench coat. And he's like, come with me. He's still dressed like a shitty knockoff version of the crow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he has a suit on, but it's like a rumpled shitty. Is like, he, he looks like a he's like, Russian mobster. Come with me. You'll be you gone for two days. I imagine him just always wearing fingerless gloves for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure he always does. And black, <laughs> all black. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a little, a little like a like a big grown up goth kid. And like a a, a fishnet shirt. And he probably wears a real shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, he's like, let's. You have to come right now. Get your passport, whatever money you have, and some clothes. We're going to New Amsterdam. A- Amsterdam. And um, not new. They're in yeah, New they're Amsterdam. In, yeah, I keep fucking that up. Um, <laughs> because people refer to Manhattan as New Amsterdam all the time. Still. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I think we should just drink this. Yeah, yeah. who mm-hmm. cares? This is Almost Famous IPA. I don't know if that's part of the title, but it doesn't matter. It's by the Torch and Crown Brewing Company. I, is this a New York thing? It must be. It's a picture of the Statue of Liberty on it. Wait, where are they? I feel like Torch and Crown refers to the Statue of Liberty because the picture on the front. Uh-huh. But so uh, do you think uh, Torch and Crown Brewing, New York City, yeah. This is a IPA 6.6. Torch and Crown announces our presence in the Haze game with an IPA packaging, packing peach and grapefruit notes. Blah, 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 blah. This is our first first beer ever. We're almost famous, right? I thought there was some cute little spiel on there. It really says first beer ever? Yeah. Yeah. This is their first beer. So congrats to Torch and Crown Brewing Company. We're drinking For making this show. This is your crowning achievement. (laughs) You're famous now. Now you've made it. Sponsor us, please. Uh, It's pretty good, actually. It's a lighter uh, it's not haze thing. As it's, it's not a juicy sweet. IPA. It is not that sweet. But it's more of a traditional IPA. I mean, you know, if you're mixing it up, I'm okay What they said, that. peach and what notes? Peach and grapefruit. It's always fucking grapefruit, man. Fucking grapefruit. The worst fruit. I wouldn't really call it peach and grapefruit, but it's a pretty nice IPA. I can, I can, I can imagine a peach in this. Get some fruity notes. So props to you, Torch and Crown, on yeah. your first beer and making it big here yeah. with us. Send an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Send you us your second us. beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will or if you'd it. like us to visit. Yeah, we can find a book for Torch and Crown. Anything that takes place in New York. We're just going to read oh, yeah. um, uh, that lady. Uh, what the fuck is her name? The poem lady. Ezra. I have no idea. You mean the poem at the base yeah. of the Statue of Liberty? Give us your tired, yeah. your poor, we'll Just read the whole thing masses. and drink four beers during it. <laughs> Yearning to drink free? Yeah, yearning yeah. to drink free. Oh, it's on the, the new We are yearning to drink free. Like yeah, called? the new Colossus. Ezra. Free is in freedom, not free is in free beer. We will <laughs> drink for free, though. Well, that is our, that's the price we like to pay. <laughs> <laughs> if you only got one, it's not that much of a price for you. <laughs> All right, we're getting way the fuck out of here. Uh, then the, the, so the they go to Amsterdam, and they, go, they also they go visit some art collector who has a harem of, like, sex boys who I didn't oh that was in New York yeah before they leave and Mm -hmm. he's like oh he starts talking that whole scene didn't really make much sense to me there's a girl overdosing on the floor and like you know we put we gave her the the shot it was it it was Narcan it was Narcan that's the thing you inhale right the the nose thing don't you inhale that Narcan there's a thing that um, first responders carry around now for for opioids that's Narcan maybe they inhale it I don't know I think it's like an inhale it's like a flonase in my head it was like a pen kind of thing yeah, I don't but know how to do that. Anyway, those are like so, $1,000 a pen. You don't just throw those out on junkies. 
So anyway, they go to Amsterdam, and then there's like this big thing where they like literally bust in with guns and like give us the fucking painting. Yeah, and there's this whole thing, and they like get it, and then there's whole like if you shoot me, I'll shoot him, and then we'll the shoot Mexican you. And then, kind of yeah, thing. Very much, but they manage to like get out of there. But it kills only guy. a couple people guy, die. But then they like make it back out in the street. But then they get attacked by these other people who are waiting for them. And Theo shoots and kills somebody. Shoots yeah. him right in the head. The guy trying to get away with the painting, I think. It's like a young... No, no, no. He kills kid. another guy, and another guy does take the painting and gets away. That's yeah. the well, first... Guy. Yeah. No, that's in the second one. Oh, it's, this, it's this is in the second thing, but it's literally the next scene. It's Basically, like the, they, yeah, the first scene... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time they somehow just get away with painting, and, like, and Boris is like, I can't believe that went that way. That was I way better than well, I thought. Well, they just pull so guns well. out on the guys. Like, just give us the painting. And they're yeah. like, okay. And then they, ha- then they, then they get held up by the minions of the first guy art dealer with um you know the the boy slaves and one of the boy slaves is there and in the ensuing shootout they kill the bad guys but the sex slave takes the painting and he runs the tiny little asian man yeah the little, gets away with the tiny asian man little asian boy and, like, and then get away with the painting boris and then, is like dude hide for a while and i'll come get you and, and so boris is like gone and then theo was just holed up in his hotel room in amsterdam which is how the book and actually originally began yeah yeah start. that is this is the also the opening scene of the book where he's thinking about oh all the mistakes i made and blah blah so he sees, which there are numerous very much so he's yeah. sitting in his hotel room for days just completely terrified he like won't go outside he because you know he thinks somebody will see him and blah 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 and he's like oh my also god I killed like somebody. Netherlands is not that many murders. He tries to figure out he's, he's like fuck it I'll just leave but he realizes Boris has his passport for some reason. He, kept, which, he gave it to him in the car. Yeah because why did but why? Like, yeah, it's dumb. fucking really stupid. I mean that makes a lot of stupid decisions but there's no reason yeah. to have to get hey man come in put on your seatbelt give me your passport let's go want pancakes like that's fucking <laughs> retarded that doesn't make any sense for him to do yeah. that and then he's like oh i don't have it so then he tries to so, go to the embassy and so he try gets the embassy and like oh i just lost my passport can you just like let me on this train to paris or whatever uh-huh. and he like can't let me just buy the ticket now and i'll show London, you my passport later and, uh, yeah that doesn't work and then eventually he writes out suicide notes because he's like i can't i can't get out they're gonna find me they're gonna know i murdered this person he's Although gonna he's, kill himself he's thrown his phone into the river or it was ruined it by the river and it didn't work yeah. anymore. Something like that. So he doesn't have a cell phone. And no, he, he hasn't told anybody back in New York where he is. And he's and just, just sitting waiting there. Waiting for Boris. Because, well, he's, he's, he doesn't know what to do. And he thinks he has absolutely no hope. He thinks, oh, Boris is probably dead, you know, after all this stuff. And he doesn't even know. So, and then he's, he's, he's going like to kill himself. He's reading the newspapers. And this and it's, Dutch. And so it's like, l- I don't know. What's and it's like, the word for death always. Yeah. Right? Mord. It's, it's Christmas Eve and he's writing out his suicide notes. And then Christmas morning. When, this is like the day he's going to kill himself. Dear Santa, I killed <laughs> myself. <laughs> I was, because I got coal. I, I was, I'm on the naughty list. But then he doesn't kill himself. Because he gets Boris, feet. <laughs> 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 Boris shows up in elfish. the morning. It's like... I want to see him. And the, like, literally, they called the, 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 down, the concierge the, guy or the concierge something. from downstairs. So, oh, my God, there's somebody coming up to your room. We couldn't stop him. I'm so sorry. Because you know, he's afraid yeah, these gonna, are the I'm other criminals the are going to come and kill him. But it turns out it's Boris. And Boris is like, it's fine. I fixed it. Well, because earlier on, he had suggested to Boris, let's not. Because at one point, Boris is. So with, just, with let's just call goon. the cops. Let's just call the cops. The cops don't give a shit how we know. They just want the painting. There's like special art police yeah. that they just go in and they're like, oh, who decorated like this a, room? It's a special, <laughs> it's a special t- FBI tip line to report stolen art. Or something like Interpol that. Or police or, or Interpol. Yeah. Some of those to report stolen just art. Just tips, please. And there's a huge, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a huge reward for yeah. information leading to the arrest. So because, because Theo and Boris, they can't get the painting back, Boris 
just called the tip line. But earlier, Theo's like, let's just call it. He's like, no, that's stupid. We're never going to do that. Yeah, no. Don't make me smack you with my penis. And then, again. <laughs> and then they call up, and then Boris like, oh, I just used your idea. I saved the day. And they gave us a lot of money. Yeah. So Boris comes in with like, like suitcases full of cash, or a suitcase full of cash. Oh, this is for you. And oh, yep, no, it's fine. We, they, like the police, they recovered the painting. And, and, everybody's a, bu- happy and now. a bunch of other paintings. A bunch who of other stolen that were paintings, also too. In this room full of stolen arts. And, uh, and see, and everything's goes fine home. now. And then he, and he goes back to New York. He goes back to see, goes, goes to back to Hobie, and he tells Hobie everything that's been going on. And Hobie is still like, oh shit, that's bad, but still does nothing. Well, he originally had to tell Hobie, hey man, I've been lying to people and selling forged antique antiquities. And he's like, uh, antiques, excuse me. And he's like, oh, well, we have to own up to that. Okay. And that's all his responses. Yeah. <laughs> Hobie. I, 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 always, I, I picture him as Hodor a lot of the book because he's, he's, he's really a big. Giant guy, yeah. And uh, his name is Hobie. <laughs> Hobie. Like, Hobie. I just figured he was doing that when he's chiseling at an antique, you know, sitting chair. Hobie. Hobie. <laughs> and then he puts his marriage on hold. It's like, hey, you know, I don't think he breaks up with her, but they're like, oh, you know, we're just mm-hmm. pushing the wedding back. Yeah. But he doesn't to get together with Pippa. No, because she's like, nah, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is also a drug addict, and he doesn't realize it. But then he puts the pieces together. She's like, "We've got too much of the same problems." If you know what I mean, mm, wink, right. wink, nudge, like, nudge. And she's like, oh. "Dead moms." And yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "I finally got it." That's why she was always kind of like dopey all the times because she was doped out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, and the end. Yep. Right. Did we forget anything? No, no, it's probably not really. There's some stuff like contemplating the meaning of the fucking. Oh, and there's thing. a whole like last. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole like philosophical five ending. pages or ten or it's oh. just the author. The just meaning like, of art or some bullshit. I don't talking know. about that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I'm all into. Art is meaningful, but after 780 pages of yeah, other if shit, if it was just those five pages, I would have read it way better. Yeah. And I have read this twice. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, I read it once on my own, and then I read it for this. I admit, I skimmed heavily. Not heavily. I skipped like parts yeah. this time because it was like it's too long. There's huge chunks that don't matter in the slightest. Yeah, I had for I had forgotten a lot of it because it was there was so much. I read it like maybe like a year or two ago, maybe two years That's ago. Not that long ago, yeah. But it's, there's okay. a lot in there. So I read people, 150 books since then. <laughs> yeah, sure. So first question: People love some people love this book, but some people hate this book. That's very much mm, true. Which it's will, very polarizing. I think you can probably guess our reactions already. I, but anyway, mm. people love this book. Question is why? I you know I do I like this book. I th- it was a hundred percent too long, but it was not a bad book. I want to say it was three hundred percent too long. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was definitely too long. I enjoyed the writing style, which is a big thing for me. Like I'll read a shitty story if it's written well. Yeah, or, but the thing is. <sighs> I, mean, I shouldn't say I read any the language, story. the prose. Yeah, that stuff I can the, get all into. Sure. And the details, it's like the art history parts I found interesting. The stuff about, like, oh, like the research that the author is showing you, if that's woven in well, like, oh, I learned a whole lot about antiques. Yeah, but, the, but there, about it. there was I like some that. of that, but a lot of it was just, it was the opposite of uh, some 41 album, all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> and now well, at that point, by the time you realize that in the book, you're in too deep. I'm just trying to keep, I don't know the next line, uh, my head above uh, something. Uh, I don't know. Instead of going under. Anyway, so I fell uh, asleep reading this and fell over and got a fat lip. <laughs> that's not true. That's no. another Sum 41 song. Okay. Uh, I can't think of it anymore. So, right now. yes, the, the language and the prose, which, I mean, is an important thing in a yeah. book. Sometimes that totally makes the book great for me. I'm going to say Lolita. Yeah. Is, although, I still, okay, I, I, have a, I have a thing about So, the Lolita is very much like that. Uh, the Overstory. 
mm-hmm. even though the overstory was way too long, but the language and the prose was so great that I was fine with it. But it was still like a really long book. So um, the, the best example, I, I, was, I was talking about this with my wife, and I was like, oh, we're going to do the podcast on this. And I'm afraid of it sounding, it's going to sound like three fucking guys shitting on the book written by the woman, right? I don't want it to sound like that. Mm-hmm. And the book that was most similar to this in my reading experience that I thought it was Cavalier and Clay. This giant book oh, that, was, that has yeah, that was way too tons now, of stuff that, that doesn't was, seem to make sense. That it's like, was why are we talking about this? That was still 200, 300 pages shorter. It's about 200 pages shorter, yeah. depending on the... But it's very similar in many ways. And I go, why do I like that? Because I actually don't give a fuck about comic books. I don't care about gay Jews in the 40s. I don't, like, there was all these things about the book his, I didn't care about. I read about. his other book. Was it uh, Moonlighting? Or was it? Moon, moon, moon Glow. Glow. Moon Glow. Moon Glow. And that was also vastly long. I didn't read that one. I, I, I liked read it. That. I remember that. It was, it was really very it. good, but it was so, long as... He, I well, have he's a, a similar kind of writer, though. And I, and I liked that. I love Catherine and Claire. I read it twice. Fucking love that book. This, re- it wasn't a struggle to read. It was just kind of like, I don't really care so about any of it. I, I don't so care. I have a theory about books. And it's also why it's so difficult to recommend books to people. The main thing that makes a book interesting to you is whether you care about the characters, about whether you care that the main character, you care about what happens next. You like emotionally connect with them, and that is a very personal, very subjective kind of thing. Yeah, Caval- and, and I just cared more about Cavalier and Clay than I did about, about uh, Theo. I just kind of didn't care. This is also my very specific criticism, criticism of Dune, in Dune, I just kind of didn't care. Other people do, and that's fine. They should. If you cared about it, I'm sure it's an amazing book, but I didn't care about the characters. That's I, fair. I just didn't. That's a good point. And that's, I think, most of the time when you're not like a literature professor and you're trying to say whether it was a good book or a bad book, it often boils down to that. I it, think ob- whether you liked it or not. 75% of the time, it, it, it is like very much probably the one most important thing. Maybe not the only thing, but the most important thing. I just kind of didn't care. It didn't help that it was too long, and it didn't help that I was just not... I just didn't have the patience at the time when I had to read it to get prepared for this, that I just didn't have the patience to like sit through and really dig into how like just you know all the detail. And I just didn't have the patience for a 700-page book at the time but I had to read it anyway, so that didn't help either. What I, what I thought of was uh, It, mm. which was also too long. Which is actually twice the length of this book. inflated. But I liked It, and I know you guys did not as no. much, but it had, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out like why I was okay with that level of inflation versus this one. And I don't know. I don't know the reason. I think, I'm personally, I think I did, though It was way too long. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, cared, I cared more about um, I cared more about the characters in it. There was more actual plot happening in it. I feel like in this one there was just a lot of long sections. It felt like a it felt like this could have been like three books, like three novellas. Oh yeah, or something could like have this. been. It's like three books. There was yeah. a lot of long shit where like they're just establishing you know the characters, like, the but whole... nothing really happened for yeah. most of it. Yeah, and then it all ends in fifteen pages. It did get, kind of yeah. It did get more interesting for me when Boris shows back up in New York. This is years later, and I goes, think that's and when like, plot happens. I have the painting, and then I was like, "Oh shit! Whoa! I, I, I like kind of care now." This so is like, cool. Like seventy percent of what happens in Vegas was unnecessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, so it, just it should have stayed in Boris. Vegas. That was it. Yeah, what happened in Vegas should have stayed there. Yeah, it should have. <laughs> I had the exact opposite reaction to you guys. Actually, when Boris showed up, I got, this is fucking stupid now. 
Like the first, I was willing to go like, all right, well, he's going on this weird journey of emotional recovery. I, yeah, and no, I, I but didn't then, think like, it was. Boris, I'm like, what? That's so fucking dumb. Now it becomes like an action movie. In yeah, the last I thought it, it, yeah, yeah. it, it took it took a turn. I was like, finally, something's gonna happen, and then it got a little ridiculous for me. Like, ooh, I mean, he shot the guy by accident, so I'll sure. Give him that. But it, but it was well, just, it did take a turn. Just like, how did we get to this point? And it got too confusing because it introduced like eleven new characters that had never been part of it, and yep. suddenly they're all super important. Yeah, and and most of the characters that you met along the way were not important in the slightest. Yeah. Most of them don't matter. Like the character of Andy didn't really matter. He was just a vehicle to reintroduce. It was a series Theo of back Mac- to the family series of yeah. MacGuffins. Yes. Another criticism I have MacGuffins. of the book is most of the major plot moments are not Theo making decisions. It's things just kind of happening to him. Like he doesn't have agency. Over most of the well, things he's that happen, yeah, he, isn't that part no, of But a kid, even though? okay, that is absolutely true, especially in the beginning. But yeah, later on, he just goes with the flow. It's mostly the big things. He just goes along with what's happening, and he's not like actively doing things. It's just he's just kind of like, oh my god, and then this happened. Oh my god, and this happened, it's and then this the happened. Ride. And it's almost like Boris is the main character. That for the second makes half of it. The book. That makes it less fun to read. At least it did for me. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I didn't like that either. He, he did stum- make some he stumbles he through did. this. And he somehow makes it out the other side, but he did not by any of his own choices. Yeah. He's it's like, largely... He's, he's like the Forrest Gump yeah. of the book. Of his own story. Aren't we all, the though? Forrest Gump was the Forrest Gump of his story, too. We should do that book one day. Should. But the, the, the thing I felt, like every time I got to a new section book, I'd be like, all right, now I know what this book is about. And then there'd be 85 pages of that. And then it would be, oh, it wasn't about that at all. Is oh, it's this, about a kid whose mom dies. Oh, that's terrible. Is it a no, it's about of living like with a rich really family. long vignettes. Well, I don't yeah. know. The uh, like a vignette implies it's a small vin. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a, but it every does, part yes. you're like, oh, this is this is a nine eleven kind of thing. Okay, this is about a uh, fish out of water with the rich people. Oh, it's like Las Vegas, Angela's ashes. Oh, now it's <laughs> and but which one matters? None of them really did. And now it's like an organized crime story. Yeah, and it's, it's like a weird hurt. Upper West Side Pride like and Prejudice. Pride and prejudice. <laughs> And, and, oh no, we don't have enough Ottomans to go with our chairs. And the paint and the, the book's called the Goldfinch. The Goldfinch is kind is important for like the plot. It gets the, that's the engine that that's the thing that starts the engine of the whole plot. I it's suppose. the MacGuffin. It's the prime MacGuffin. It is, but it's still like not really for any particular reason. Why is it the Goldfinch? Why isn't it another random fucking painting? Does it matter? Maybe I don't know. About, it, doesn't, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe why an art was, teacher could tell me. Like, oh, I think well, it doesn't matter why it was that painting. I, I think it could have been any painting and the story would have been exactly the same. Well, I think it's kind of obscure unless you know and a it's lot also about like the, uh, the, the, the artist died in an explosion yeah, and the then home. there's an explosion. Could it be that the painting depicts a Goldfinch tied to a thing with a, a wire around its leg so it can't escape much like Theo can't escape whatever the fuck's going on around him. I mean, there could be stuff about destiny, and maybe that's why what Nate's saying about, um, you know, everything know happens to him. I don't know if it's destiny as much as it is, like, you don't, your choices don't matter. You're just, you're... Isn't that what whatever. destiny is? Because technically... I don't know what the fuck destiny is. I mean, I destiny was like, is like, like a mission. De- destiny is whatever is going to happen, no matter what you do, that's what, it's, it's like your fate, right? That's what yeah. I always understood to me. Like, whatever, this is where you're going to end up. Like, you are, all you your are, decisions are going to lead there, you're whatever you think you're this, doing. No matter what you, choices you think you're making, you're just, you're along for the ride, buddy. That's what I always thought it meant. And I could see that. I mean, it makes sense because there is the line now that you mentioned that with a Pippa, before you even know who she is, she says to the old man, wealthy, he's like, oh, does, did the bird really live like that with its foot chained to the thing all the time? And he's like, I don't know. My head's about to explode. But it was... <laughs> it was uh, so the bird is like chained to... Uh, 
its like thing. It's not a, technically a cage because it it's doesn't like a, need to it's be like a one. little bird bucket. Bird Apparently, bucket. people trained them. It was like a fun hobby, and yeah. they, they could train them to drink out of a cup or something stupid like that. Wow. Yeah, th- there was no TV. <laughs> so the bird, the bird is chained to its thing, but Theo, who steals the painting, is now chained to the painting. Like the mm-hmm. rest of the thing that happened in his life is just Except like you can't escape it. Have it. <laughs> but his decisions were still linked yeah. to it. I know I gotta I gotta pay my mm-hmm. storage bill and keep Hobie in business. Buy a bunch of morphine and snort them. Yeah, he's buying it like at Costco. He spends, rates. A, he spends a shitload of money on drugs. Must be a lot, yeah. Um, so that's the book. I, I I would would you recommend someone read it? I mean, well, we did this because the movie's coming out. Totally. And I, I, by the way, I have no idea how they're going to make a movie out of this. That is a you feature know, length. I think I and, think this would be a better thing because they'll cut out all the bullshit. But so then, if, if then this book was 300 pages shorter, it would be a much better book. But then is the it, book, I wonder if it's going to feel really rushed and choppy then. I don't know because it's still a lot of filler. The book takes place inside Theo's head. It's very much like him being introspective about what's going on. I mean, it is like him, his thoughts about him reacting which, to everything. Which never translates to film. Which is not, a film can't really do that very well. And so that could be a problem. Could be a problem with the movie. We'll I have see. no idea what to expect. I, think, I, I don't know. I think they're just going to make it... They're probably going to spend most of the time focusing on the... Uh, they'll probably I mean, be a lot of... change they'll, pro- stuff. they'll probably change it significantly, trim a lot, do a lot more like flashbacks and stuff like that as opposed to the way the book is laid out where it it's like strictly this, linear. You know, linear. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be a cool cool shootout thing. And But but the ending does seem very... It's rushed. Deus Ex Machina kind of stuff. Like, oh, like, oh, I solved it. Off camera. It happened. I don't know how that's going to... They might trim that all down, too. Like Maybe they'll cut out the whole part where he's going to kill himself, because that really didn't matter in the end. just showed his desperation. I don't know how good the movie is going to be. I don't know how well, faithfully they'll adapt it. And I'm also not going to see it, so I don't really give a shit. I'll see it for free later on. I won't go to the movie theater. Yeah, yeah me too. So who should read the book, though? Should anyone read the book? It won the fucking Pulitzer for yeah. fiction in what, 2014 or it something. Won the, it's surprising, it considering won... how divided people were on it. Like, critics were divided on it. Yeah. Pulitzers are usually not that divided, are they? Sometimes for really like like Gravity's Rainbow or like a real controversial band, that's Thomas Pynchon from uh, the seven, mid seventy five or something like that. So like it won the Booker. Back. I mean, not the Booker. Won the Pulitzer the year before All the Light won the Pulitzer, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think yeah. it's the year before. So but I can see people circle jerking about that book very easily. Well, yeah, we talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. award bait. I definitely thought. So the question is, which is better? I mean, they won back to back. I would definitely prefer All the Light over this. Mm. It had its own issues, which we discussed for sure, but is still a better book, more fun to read. I would prefer a condensed version of this. That's not a fucking option. No. Then I'm ambivalent. Well, just, you know, we actually did a fair amount of Pulitzer winners for the last uh, 20 years or so. We've done Cavalier and Clay won the Pulitzer, The Road, Road. Oscar Wow, um, this one, and All the Light We Can't See. Probably maybe one other one in there or two. Uh, I there's no there's no like common thing that wins the Pulitzer. It's just like what's the best? It's well, not, it's a different thing every. It's a different sort of committee, different people every year. I think. But you could kind of over. I guess if you like, like when you look at like, I mean, like the Booker, this, this and the Road are opposites. Yeah, yeah. in every mm-hmm. single way. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard to compare. Like, what does it mean to win the Pulitzer? I guess is a different discussion it entirely. A, it just means it's a good book. I guess it was the most critically acclaimed book of the year. Is essentially what it means. Well, yeah, I don't know. Critics are stupid people. Sometimes they make dumb choices. At times, yeah. maybe they know things we don't. I think that's how they. I think they pretend to know things we don't, and that's how they make their living. Yeah, certainly. But I think a lot of what they say is just their opinions written very, very nicely. 
I don't know. I would not recommend. I honestly, I wouldn't really recommend this book, especially not because it's any, so long. Yeah, but. not to any casual readers because it would take them six months to read this. Yeah, I mean, I read, I half read it, half listened to the audiobook aggressively for for like six hours a day trying to plow through this, and, and then to get to, like, oh my god, I didn't make any real. Pro- <laughs> it took yeah. me like mm-hmm. almost a week. I would say this. This was the second time, and I was skimming because I knew it, but right. it was. It's long. It's just fucking long. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I think it's, it's o- not way way overhyped. Not that great. Hey, tell us what you thought. Oh. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've uh, liked what we've heard so far, don't uh, you know? Don't just uh, steal this uh, podcast and hide it in a warehouse for eight years. Leave us a review wherever you're listening, and uh, just round up to five stars, please. Uh, one for each hundred pages too long this book was and uh, we'd really appreciate that and we are now a member of the Hopped Up Network a network of independent beer podcasters if you liked us you should check them out too and thanks for listening